Blazer fans, welcome to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast, episode number 30. As always, this is your co-host, John Duncan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Steve Irvine. And Steve, you know, our Blazers uh, took a split this uh, past weekend, but before we get into basketball, I do want to give, you know, we definitely want to give a quick shout out to Coach Perry Roth in the UAB baseball program on not only getting his first victory as a, as a head coach at UAB, but getting his first series victory as they defeated uh, Valparaiso 4-1 to one today. So just congrats to Perry Roth and the UAB baseball program. Yeah, I was so so happy to see that. And Perry's just such a great guy. And he's you know, he's meant so much to that program under you know, under Brian Shoup. I mean, he's been with Brian and was with Brian for a long time. And, you know, you you, you obviously you miss Brian Shoup out there, but I you know, I love to see Perry getting this uh, getting this opportunity. And uh, you know, I thought uh, I mean obviously they they pitched the ball pretty well these last two days especially and, and uh so um, you know, good start for 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 Perry and and um, and 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 the team. So um, nice to see, and uh, now let's see him go get some more. Definitely, and the, you know they've got Troy coming up this Tuesday night at Troy, but this next weekend they've got a home series against Alabama A and M, including on Sunday at one o'clock at Regents Field. So that'll be our uh, first time for everybody to get out there at Regents Field and. Cheer on the Blazers on the diamond. Um, and also, definitely want to um, shout out the softball program. You know, they've still continued to do well. Um, they they beat Southeast Louisiana uh, two times this past weekend. Uh, but they did lose to the Raging Cajuns at Louisiana Lafayette. But that Louisiana Lafayette program is the number nine ranked team in the country. Um, you know, the first game, they lost one to nothing in a pitcher's duel. And they just lost uh, last night, but they've got a very tough game coming up in Tuscaloosa against Alabama um, this week. So definitely wish uh, the softball program luck as well. But let's go ahead and jump into basketball. Now, before we start on basketball, I do want to just say some, share something. You know, I was uh, playing uh, the board game Candyland with my daughter, Nora, and you know, you know, I beat her, of course. Um, I showed no mercy. I beat her a couple of times. But, uh-huh. but you know, right after that, Nora came to me and she said, Daddy, you know, you can't win all the time. And, you know, we talked before we started recording, Steve, and I thought that was a perfect uh, yeah. analogy of what UAB <laughs> faced this past weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect for this weekend. It's perfect for, <laughs> you know, for Conference USA basketball because, you know, we were kind of talking before we started taping here and, and – you know, it's kind of a, you know, a, it's turned into sort of a have and have not type of type of competition in, in Conference USA basketball. And when the halves, which UAB is certainly part of the halves, um, you know, when they play, there's a lot of sw- a lot of splits, you know, I mean, because the teams are pretty evenly matched. So uh, she's absolutely right. And, um, you know, uh, she doesn't she might not know it, but she's absolutely right. <laughs> right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about these games. Um, uh, UAB did win Friday night's matchup, 76-69 to over Old Dominion. Uh, but Saturday, unfortunately, uh, lost 65-58. to And really, you know, Steve, it was just a tale of uh, two games, both games. Again, UAB's shooting woes, you know, just showed, showed, showed itself again. It reared its ugly head where UAB just could not find a basket. Um, luckily, on Friday night's game, uh, UAB was able to force 
uh, 20 turnovers. So that really helped, you know, getting those points off turnovers Friday night. Saturday, you know, we forced 17 turnovers, but just couldn't couldn't get it going, man. I, I, I don't know what the deal is. You know, even, you know, post-game, Andy Kennedy after Saturday's game, he, he straight up said, look, we deserve to lose this game. And he was definitely right about that. That UAB shot the ball just terrible, 36.7%, four for 15 beyond the three-point line, and free throws again. And this is at home, shooting 10 of 17 free throws for just 58%. I mean, we've talked about this time and time again, Steve, especially the last couple of weeks. But you're just not gonna you're not gonna win many ball games if you can't make baskets. And and honestly, in a way, they kind of deserve to lose Friday night's game as well. But you know, luckily we were able to get some points off of those turnovers. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest difference. In that Friday night game, you're talking about, you know, 24 points off, you know, 20 turnovers, and uh, and Old Dominion only had nine points off uh, of nine turnovers for for UAB. So, you know, there's a difference in the game right there in that game. Yep. And then, you know, the, the the next night it was the, the you know the points off turnovers. The turnovers were similar. You know, I think uh, Old Dominion turned it over 17 times and UAB turned over 15 times. But, you know, uh, and and yeah, Old Dominion got 19 points off their turnovers and UAB got 17. So that was, you know, that was a little more even, you know, in the points off turnovers where the first night that was, a, a you know, a, a stat that UAB dominated. And, and that's kind of how UAB has to win games right now. They, they have to uh, – they have to score off their defense, and and yep. there's no mystery, you know. I mean, there's no mystery to it, and and um, you know, and 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 they've got to find, you know, they got to find some offense, you know. I, I obviously on uh, on Friday night, uh, Lovin and Scott uh, uh, Tyreek Scott Grayson were tremendous, you know, on the offensive right. end, you know, and, and a lot of, but a lot of what they did was came off of their, you know, off of defense, you know, and off of transition, and you know, getting out there and scoring. You know, after after the turnover, so um, you know, I you know, obviously they found a way, and then uh, you know, Quan Jackson was tremendous, and particularly in the second half on Saturday, um, but it just um, you know, just wasn't enough. Right, and I mean, I just go, I hate this Friday Saturday schedule because you just mentioned those two guys, you know, Tyreek Scott Grayson and Taven Lovin. Lovin goes off for twenty five points on Friday night. Uh, Scott Grayson goes off for twenty four. But you look at their points the next day, just one day later, Scott Grayson only has seven and Lovin only has two. Like, it's just so crazy, this format. Like, I don't. But I see I'm starting to kind of like it. And, and I know <laughs> I know I'm in the minority, but, you know, what they did, uh, you know, defensively, they, they changed a couple of things, especially with the way they they uh, with Lovin. You know, they kind of they they defend him. They even talked about it on the um, on the broadcast that that. Uh, you know what they what they did in the first game was kind of back off him a little bit because they knew he wasn't going to shoot the ball, right. and he was still getting by him because he kind of had some momentum to get by him. And then in the second game, they changed what they did. For, well, I mean, they played a lot of zone too, which you know kind of takes him out of it a little bit. But um, they also were, you know, were crowding him when he got the ball. So yep. um, it was a different strategy. And and that's why I kind of like it because you're you're forced to to you're, you're forced to change on the fly, you know. Um, now it's if if you played a Thursday Saturday, which I still think a Thursday Saturday would be better. I mean, you yeah. know, because then you got a Friday uh, in between to you know to have a practice and say, okay, here's how we're going to adjust. Um, 
but adjusting on the fly is pretty, it's actually kind of cool to see, you know, to see the adjustment part of it. Now, it, what isn't cool is, is these guys are tired, you know, still playing back to back and, and not that they're the not same. in shape because they're in great shape, but, but it's just your body. I mean, it's just wear you know, wear and tear on your body. Um, so I, I don't know, but it is kind of, to me, it's still, it's kind of intriguing to have the back to back games. I just hate you're playing the same team back to back. Like I get what you're saying, like um, on just improving, and that's definitely going to help. Like when it comes tournament conference tournament time, when you're having to play back to back days, but you're playing different teams. I just hate you know you're turning around playing the same team less than 24 hours. Like I just I, I it, really don't like it. You know, it, but it's it's like you know NCAA hockey does it. Um, you know they they play you know they, they'll play a two game series. They'll play back to back nights. Um, you know, obviously baseball does it, you know, which is a little different in, in baseball, but you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I just, I, I kind of think it's, it's sort of cool. Um, I don't know that I want it every year. You know, I, I mean, this is just a strange season, you know, obviously, right. uh, because of situations, um, and, and, and again, I don't know that I love it. It's it, it just, to, but it is kind of intriguing to me. Uh, you know, it's turned, turned into kind of been kind of, kind of intriguing to me. Um, so, uh, but it is weird how, how, how you see that so many times during this thing, you know, a guy will have a, you know, a big night, either first night or second night, but, but be, you know, fairly non-existent the other night, you know, and, and, um, kind of wonder how that happens, but it does. Yeah, man, you're definitely right about the defensive shifts that uh, old dominion made, uh, game two, you know, compared to what they were doing game one game two, you know, on Saturday, they definitely just basically said love and you're not going to drive on us in the paint you know they're going to crowd you they're going to they put two on love and right when he got the ball and they just anytime uab tried to drive inside in the paint you know they had two or three guys already in there um to you know stop uab so definitely definitely give credit to jones and you know old dominion we knew going in this was a hard-nosed bunch you know a really good team and it's you know just they're they're the second team in the east for a reason you know they're they're up there in the top you know four or five teams in conference usa and you know and they're a veteran team and they're a team that's you know won it two years ago and um and and so you know i think you know and 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 too and and i hate to say this because i'm I'm not one of those guys and i've said this before but i thought i thought the the whistle was a little inconsistent on on saturday particularly you know i thought i thought that crew i'd never heard of either any of those guys Mm -hmm. uh it it wasn't an a you know wasn't an a plus crew for sure and you know, I thought they had an effect on the game, and I'm not talk, talking about one sided. I thought they had an effect both ways, both know, sides on, yeah. on, on the game. Um, I, I, you know, the the I don't know if we're talking about the second game yet, but the 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 blocking or the, the legal picks called on um, on Jemison with mm-hmm. about a minute left when they, you know, when it was five points and they got a turnover, and I mean that was absolutely brutal. Yeah, you know. Very- Tick tacky call, man. And and the 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 last minute of the first half, when when UAB had a chance to to score some points, that was Keystone Cop type type, you know, officiating uh, for that for that last minute of that first half. So, I just I don't know. I thought I thought they had an effect. And again, I don't think that was a reason. I thought the I thought the reason that Old Dominion won on on Saturday, and Andy Kennedy said this was Old Dominion just played better. You know, yeah. I thought they played tremendous defensively. You know, what they did in the second game that UAB didn't do 
was they hit some key shots. You know, and um, AJ Oliver, who couldn't throw it in the ocean for most of the game, yeah. hits two key three threes. You know, in the you know late you know later in the in the second half. You know, and then and then real quick, Steve, one of those threes was off of an offensive rebound too. So yeah, yeah, and I crazy. thought they did. You know, and and you know, and 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 UAB had the one you know sequence where they got four offensive rebounds and didn't score on that possession. You know, so uh, you know. I mean, I think that that was, you know, that, that's huge. If you're going to get the offensive rebounds, you need to turn them into points. And But you're right. It was off an offensive rebound. And then, you know, Xavier Green made some big plays. Obviously, the the bank three-pointer that was a four-point play was luck. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, but, you know, he, he, he made a play, you know, and, and he made a lot of plays down the street. That was just one, you know. And so I just thought they, they made plays on the offensive end late. That um, that UAB didn't, and there's you know there's your difference because I thought both of them played well defensively. Um, you know I, I thought UAB played well defensively, but but they made some plays offensively and and um, ended up found a way to win the game. Just like same thing UAB did, you know made find some ways to make plays on on Friday to win the game. So I mean if you're if if you're surprised that that was with, with these two teams split, then you hadn't been paying attention, you know because yeah. that was two pretty mirror image similar teams you know and um yeah it would have been great to get a sweep out of that and but um i'm not surprised it was a split no yeah odu definitely talented ball team and and honestly you know if you look at the stats odu didn't shoot much better you know like i said earlier on saturday uab shot the ball 36.7 percent odu shot it 39.2 percent but it it goes right back to steve what you just said is ODU was able to just knock down just a couple key shots when they needed it most, and UAB couldn't. You know, you go back to that where you just mentioned that UAB had four or five offensive rebounds and couldn't buy any of those baskets. Just yeah. couldn't get couldn't get any to go. And really, the only bright spot for UAB Saturday was Quan Jackson. You know, going off for twenty eight points, nine to seventeen from the field, um, eight of fourteen from the line, and I know he wants uh, some of those back, but. I mean, really, him and Ertl, you know, Ertl had 15. If you take away that, I mean, that's over half your points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nobody else stepped up. I, I was I was really pleased with the way Ertl did play because, you know, he's been slumping, and, I, you know, I thought he stepped up and hit some big shots. Uh, and then, you know, Quan was, you know, he was he was sensational. I mean, especially in that second half. I mean, there's yes. no, no doubt. And that's great to see that he's, you know, kind of got you – know, he's back to that right now, and, and, uh, and he's, you know, fully healthy and – that kind of thing, but um, but nobody else really stepped up. You know, I mean, they needed somebody to step up in place of, you know, loving, um, you know, not having the game. You know, them taking him out of it. You know, and and you know, they did some. You know, Scott Grayson uh, also played well on Friday, and you know, they did a good job. They held him to seven. Yeah, and you know, he only got seven shots off, and uh, just you know, just just hey, it was a good job defensively. I mean, it was just. Uh, you know, good job. I think they had a good plan, and and they executed it well. And and when you're not making shots, you know, I mean, it's just it's tough to win games. I mean, it's just it, it. I mean, we've seen that, and we know that it is. And I just it just sucks that this is a reoccurring theme. You know, for this UAB team, it's just not shooting the ball well. But I mean, it's like we've said plenty of times before. This team is going to live and die by the turnovers. You know, just try to play really good defense, force a lot of turnovers and get some fast break, a lot of fast break opportunities and just score as quick as possible on like a layup or something. But that's 
that's basically UAB's game. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Uh, you look at the standings, you know, it's still three-way tie in the West between North Texas and Louisiana Tech and UAB. Uh, in fact, UAB and uh, ODU was the only conference USA yeah. game played Saturday due to, you know, weather conditions. and. Yeah, how uh, strange COVID. is that? Yeah, how, how strange is that? That's crazy. That's, but, you know, that, but that's, again, it's just – Weird times we're going through now, and and um, uh, but that was weird. I mean, it was weird to see you know nobody else playing, and uh, but you know, hey, again, that's you know, I I I feel fortunate that that UAB and ODU were able to play. You know, I mean, because both of them, had, you know, were in areas that had some weather issues. Yeah, and uh, you know, they they for, they were fortunate enough to to be able to uh, to fit it in. So that was actually kind of cool to see. Definitely, definitely. Well, all right. You know, unfortunately, uh, UAB does not get the sweep. This is we be we've been accustomed to in these home conference USA series, but we did get a split with ODU. But now let's move on to the important game for UAB. A uh, very important game. Uh, Monday night, Rust College comes to Bartow Arena to take on the Blazers <laughs> at 6 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> wait, wait me up when that's done, if you would, please. <laughs> Man, dude, I didn't even know that this this isn't even like a D2 team. This is an NAIA team. Like, this is, I don't know, man. Never heard of them, but hopefully this will be a, a good chance for a lot of the, uh, the bench players uh, to get some quality time, quality reps on the court, and honestly, just, you know, get a win to close out the season in, in Bartow Arena. You know, go out on a bright spot. Um, unfortunately, you know, we lost a Saturday night's game to ODU uh, in Bartow, but this should be a good opportunity uh, for UAB to get a W and close out the season. Uh, Bartow Arena is a winner, and just knock on wood and hope we don't have any injuries or anything. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest thing about this is coming out out of this thing healthy and ready to go. You know, I don't, I don't think uh, I don't really care. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, really, when it comes down to it, but you know, I mean, there's a reason that that, that Andy Kennedy decided to do this. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, what I mean. But but there he well, is, and, and you know he he, you know he sees an advantage out of it, and, wh- and whether it's a personal thing that you know helping somebody, or whether it's he thinks it's best for his team, whatever it may be. I mean I you know I respect it. I mean I respect that he wants to play this game, and you know yeah. but but I mean I I do hope that there's full health you know coming out of it because that's that's the key because you know you're coming down to two really important series and. Um, Yes. You know, for a lot of things, you know, seating, uh, just really for, for just the tone of the program, you know, um, I mean, these are important series. So just come out of it healthy, you know, get what, uh, you know, what he, what he thinks you need out of it and, you know, move on. Yeah. The, the crazy thing with this Russ college game was that this game was originally supposed to be Quan Jackson's return game off of his injury. They were supposed to play earlier in the season when Quan first came back, but something happened to where they couldn't uh, work out the schedule. So it just kept getting pushed back, pushed back, and pushed back to finally, you know, here we're about to play towards the end of the season. A really meaningless game, but uh, they're just trying to get that uh, one more game to reach the maximum um, number of games that the NCAA is allotting each team. So that's just a little backstory on uh, while we're playing them. But it's, it's a small, like I said, NAIA school out of uh, Mississippi. But, I mean, UAB should 
have no problems there. But really, the big game is this upcoming weekend in San Antonio. Um, UAB will travel to play UTSA Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Time and Saturday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time. Uh, both games will be televised on ESPN+. Plus. Are, but, of course, you can always listen to David Crane and Murray Bartow on Jocks FM2, 100.5 FM radio. Um, but before we get started, definitely wish all of our, uh, you know, uh, UTSA fans in San Antonio and just everybody in Texas right now. I honestly, I didn't realize how bad it was until I was um, just saw on the news and I had to text my buddy Jared um, and just see if he was OK. Luckily, he is OK. But. Man, I just definitely, you know, hope things get better for people in the whole state of Texas, for sure. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's been, uh, they were hit hard. And, uh, you know, you always hate to see that. And you always yes. you know, have to pray for people that they're there because that's a t- they're going through some tough times. And, you know, still, you know. And, yeah. And, um, you know, so, um, you know, certainly our prayers are with them. Yes. That's, uh, it's, it's a terrible thing. It is. Well, about this UTSA team, um, a couple guys, Blazer fans, you should already know the names. I swear they've been there for like 10 years, but Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace. I mean, Steve, we can talk about this team for a long time, but really this team revolves around those two players. You know, they shoot the ball well, and, uh, you know, Javon's shooting. uh, He's averaging about 20.4 points per game. Keaton Wallace, 15.2 points per game, but – Buddy, if those two if those two guys get going, then we're going to be in trouble. Oh yeah, and they will. <laughs> They'll, you know, one one of them at least will get going. I mean, that's just the nature. And you know, the thing that amazes me about about Javon Jackson is, you know, his his range. And uh, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. His range. You know, he, here's a guy who who shoots. You know. At times, basically, as soon as he passes the midcourt line, yeah. and he, you know he's he's I think he's uh, third in the conference. No, I'm sorry, he's fourth in the conference in field goal percentage. Yeah, now, this this guy hits almost fifty percent of his shots. Wow! <laughs> and he's a he's a guy who shoots. You know, he has endless range. You know, he's you know most of the time the your um your field goal percentage guys are guys who shoot uh, you know layups and dunks. You know, Charles yeah. Bassey. Charles Bassey's leading. And Davion Kinsey of Marshall second. Those guys do a lot, shoot a lot of layups and a lot of dunks, you know. And and this guy is shooting from all over the court, and he's he's hitting fifty, you know, almost fifty percent of his shots. So he's amazing. I mean, he's he's and and he's a guy. And and Keaton Wallace is the same way. He could miss seventy two shots in a row, and he's still going to take that seventy third shot. You know, he doesn't care. I mean, he he just. He knows he's eventually going to shoot himself into a rhythm. Now, there's been a couple games in his career where he never got in that rhythm. Um, uh, you know, I think one of them was, I think it was against UAB in a in a the tournament game. T- tournament game, yeah, where yeah. he just he just never got in that rhythm. Um, but the scary thing, you know, with Keaton Wallace and him, you know, one of them's going to be hot. You know, mm-hmm. and um, they're going to shoot the ball and they're going to shoot from long range and. And, and, and the other thing that I like about both those guys, um, particularly Keaton Wallace, uh, but even Jackson to a point, they're, they're, for guys who shoot as much as they do, they're also pretty unselfish. And that sounds weird for guys that, you know, literally shoot more than anybody in the conference. But, um, you know, they're, they're pretty good about sharing the ball when, when they need to. You know, I mean, they're both averaging three assists a game. Um, 
which you know for for a score that's three average in three assist games is not too bad yeah um, you know so it, you know it's scary because it's it's their senior weekend uh yes you know, and um they've meant so much to that program they've been that program and uh, you know the the turning the program and so they're gonna you know, obviously they're gonna be plenty motivated and um you know let's just hope uh hope they find a game where they can't uh you know can't throw in the ocean yes i hope so but when you look at the conference usa stats and scoring um well it shouldn't surprise you but utsa is ranked third just behind marshall and fau and averaging 77.9 points per game and they just they just take so many shots steve and that's just yeah you know they're they're gonna miss some but they just take so many of them that they're gonna hit a majority of them so UAB is definitely going to, you know, have to be ready and play good defense, which, you know, as we mentioned earlier, we have been playing better defense. You know, we've been playing good defense pretty much all year. Um, so I just hope that we can do that again this weekend. And we're definitely going to need it on the road. Um, now, one good thing about UAB for U- for UTSA is UTSA doesn't play defense that well. You know, they're allow they're giving up almost 76 points per game. So they're not playing really good defense. But. UAB can't, sh- you know, shoot the ball well. So hopefully, yeah, well, yeah, we'll find they, a way. <laughs> yeah, they because they take the mentality they're just going to outscore you, and and that's mm-hmm. what you know that's what UAB can't get into though. They can't no. get in that mentality of, you know, uh, well, hey, they're not playing good. You know, we, we'll just outscore them. I mean, they, they're going to have to slow some things down and try to try to, you know, get their own tempo and, you know, do do things some things offense or defensively that's got that'll affect it. You know, because. Um, because they, you know, they they don't they don't they don't care that they give up a lot of points because they just feel, feel they can outscore you and that's that's what they've done, you know. And uh, so you got to kind of not get caught up in what you know in that in that mentality, um, you know, and kind of slow things down. And uh, you know, I think they will. I mean, I think they'll they'll find a way to to try to get their own tempo. You know, and the other thing is, you know, uh, UTSA they're they're ten and one at home, so they play well. You know, not that they you know it's a little place and. Yeah, Not that they have great crowds necessarily, but they play well there, and and so that's going to be a you know that's going to be a factor too. Um, and they're hot, you know they're they're hot. A lot of reason they're hot is because they, you know, they've got hot against Southern Miss, UTEP, and, <laughs> and both both the FU teams, right. you know, and and so um, uh, you know, so it's not you know I mean. You know, Not early the best in the, competition. Yeah. No, and early in the, early in the conference schedule when they're you know they played Rice, North Texas, and Louisiana Tech. You know, three solid programs. Two, you know, two or three, or two of the best programs. And um, so it's you know it's it, it's a lot a lot of it is competition, but they're also are pretty confident right now. So it'll be an interesting weekend. Yes. Definitely. Um, and, you know, as you just mentioned, UTSA is on a four game winning streak, but that was to FAU and FIU. Um, a couple of those games each. Uh, they've won seven of the last eight games they play. You know, keep in mind, they did not play this past weekend against their series against Charlotte due to the weather conditions. Uh, but their lone loss was at UTEP uh, out of those last eight games. They lost at UTEP 69 to 51. So they kind of got ran out of El Paso um, that game. But It'll be interesting to watch. Um, hopefully UAB can find a way to, you know, just stop Javon Jackson and Keaton Wallace. Um, just keep your eye on both of those guys and just, you know, don't let them get easy baskets. You know, if that do not let them get an open three, because if you give them an open three, most of the time they're going to 
make you pay for it. But again, Friday night, six o'clock, Saturday, three o'clock, both games on ESPN plus and on the radio jocks FM to 100.5 FM. Um, now guys, uh, we do have some good football news, uh, that we'd like to share. Um, if you haven't heard, UAB did get a transfer from Indiana, Jalen Mayala, um, out of uh, he's 6'5", 230, a transfer from Indiana. And Steve can tell you about all the other offers that this guy had, but chose UAB over all these other uh, really good uh, schools. Yeah, this is a guy who had you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty offers coming out of you know coming out of high school and in Georgia and. You know, you're talking about, you know, I mean, the, you know, reported ones were, you know, Arizona, Georgia Tech, Illinois, Minnesota, Mississippi State, Purdue, Rutgers, South wow. Alabama, Syracuse, Troy, UCF, UCLA, Virginia, and Wake Forest are, are ones that were reported. And, um, you know, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good list. He had a pretty good you know, choice there. And, you know, watching his huddle tape from high school, he's a, you know, a, a, looks like a big, uh, you know, obviously a big kid who's athletic and will fit right in at that, uh, uh, at, at the Jack linebacker is what he looks like, um, you know, possibly or the defensive and stand up defensive end on our side, uh, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, and I think what the, the group that they built there, you know, that they are, you know, obviously they already have, um, well, they got Justin Thomas coming in from, you know, from LSU who'd, who's been with, who was with them for, you know, for most of the season, uh, you know, never, wasn't eligible to play, but was there, um, you know, Alex Wright, uh, Kelly Sanders, you know, and then they got some speed guys, you know, where you can kind of fit in some speed. Guys. All those guys are about the same size, about six, five, you know, and, and whatever their weight is. And um, but then you got, you know, Nikki Eason, Jalen Rayum, uh, Kyle Harrell, guys that you can throw some speed on the other side sometimes and give a different look. So those for that position and, and what this does, too, is it also might give a chance for Alex Wright, who's kind of grown into uh you know maybe a guy who puts his uh, hand on the ground maybe move him into uh one of the hand on the ground defensive end positions and um and really kind of get some more um almost like they had with um with you know when they had um oh the um th- uh, uh th- thagard the guard quindaris the guard um yeah at um you know at that defensive pos- defensive end position just really Really could get upfield, you know. I give a lot of pressure up up the middle, kind of like they had with Marino and Anthony Rush, and you know, move Alex Wright in there to get an athletic, big athletic dude in there that can that that can really get after the after the passer. I mean, it can really open up some things you can do defensively. So I'm excited to, you know, I'm excited for this. I mean, I think that this he didn't play last year at Indiana. I was with him, but he didn't play last year with Indiana and. Um, so, you know, it's exciting. I'm excited to see him get in and uh, see what he can do. Yes, it de- just definitely adds depth, you know, to that defensive line and defensive end position uh, for sure. So I'm, I'm excited as well, Steve. And we're getting closer to uh, football spring practice starting in a couple weeks. So definitely uh, ready to get that started again. It, j- it actually just seems, you know, we just ended football. Well, the FCS is playing football right now, but I feel like just <laughs> wasn't too long ago we just uh, won our conference championship. But here we go, about to start it up again, spring practice. Yeah, and, you know, and that's kind of you know, Coach Clark kind of likes to do that. He he likes to get the earlier practices. In fact, we're starting a little later than some of the say. years. Some, some years he starts in February. Uh, it's going to start March 16th this year. 
Um, no, no word on, on when the spring game is yet, but uh, they're going to start on March 16th. But he likes that early start because because his his thing is, um, you know, you, you get that early start, um, and you if if you do have a, you know an injury problem or two, you have a little more time for it to heal. Right. Um, you know, instead of you know, you know, some teams like to do it a little later because uh, to to get more time in between the season. And you know, I understand both ways of looking at it, but I I kind of like the earlier starts. And um, but yeah, so March sixteenth, which again is a little later than, than Coach Clark's done a you know a few times, but you know, it'd be it's going to be neat to see um, you know who's out there and who's uh, you know uh, who's who's playing well, you know, and who's who's right. kind of you know, I mean. There, there's not many guys gone, obviously, with the, you know, with the seniors being able to play another year. But there are some key positions you really want to see guys step up, and and um, so it's going to be for me. It's going to be interesting to see the, you know, the you know the quarterback competition, yeah, um, you know, and see how those the guys that are backups kind of see how much they're progressed. Uh, you know, you see some receivers. You know, see, see Dwayne McBride. Uh, you know, just so there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of intrigue in the, in this spring. Yes, we're looking forward to that for sure. Um, guys, we'll be back next week to recap what happens in San Antonio against UTSA and get you ready for the final conference series at Denton, Texas against North Texas uh, the following weekend. But make sure, as always, you know, you're spreading the word, telling a couple Blazer fans about the podcast uh, and, you know, telling them to, Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash blazerpod. But on that note, we'll see you guys next week, and go Blazers!